Welcome to Life After Teaching podcast, content that's inspired by and created for the members in our Facebook group of the same name. Sharon and I created the Facebook group a few months ago specifically for teachers and other professionals within the education sector who are either struggling in their workplace for a variety of reasons or who have exited at some point and have stories to tell both in terms of how they exited and also what they're doing now. Each week myself and Sharon will talk with guests about topics that are intended to support, advise, enrich and inspire our listeners. We hope you enjoy. Hi, it's Sarah again. So this week our podcast focuses on an interview that I did with Sam Padmore a few weeks back. Sam is a mental health and wellbeing coach who is based in the northwest of England and um, we connected initially via LinkedIn um, when we asked Sam if he would come into our group and talk about strategies that people could use to be more aware of their own mental health and well-being and to take positive steps to improve situations when things were not right. Please be aware that during this episode both Sam and myself talk about our own experiences with our mental health and um, experiencing some quite dark times. There are no specific details but um, this discussion may well be triggering for some people so listener discretion is advised. Please also be aware that on a couple of occasions a swear word might have slipped out of our mouths I hope you find this episode useful. It's being recorded. Okie doke. I'm all about consent. <laughs> um, imagine I said leave meeting. I just went. <laughs> We can make that one just just go. <laughs> Good morning, here's Sam Padmore, and off he goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's already begun. It's already begun. <laughs> Brilliant. What a start. This could be fun. Right. Um, so it's not the morning anymore, is it? It's the afternoon now, so um, good afternoon, Sam. Um, so this is Sam Padmore, and I'm going to let Sam introduce himself and, and tell us all a little bit about him first. Fantastic. Thank you for having me on, Sarah. And Welcome. it's a pleasure to actually be on here. Uh, so a bit about me. Basically, uh, by trade, I've defined myself as a mental wellbeing coach. But recently, in the past month, I've just been employed by a sports education company so basically now I'm a well-being and welfare coach which in a nutshell what I do I create programs around mental health and well-being and fitness and then I incorporate it into sort of a package 
and then I deliver it to either colleges, schools, gyms. Uh, at the moment, we've got about eight uh, traineeships coming out, which we've got about four MMA gyms. We've got one normal general gym. We've got a military uh, base camp that we'll do. So, and we've got, I think, Whittle Grammar are doing one as well in their year 11 girls. So we've, we've got a few mixtures of our, our programs that I'm writing and then I'm going to be delivering as well but as a whole team. So is that is that is it predominantly aimed at, at young people or is it youngsters and and us oldies too? Uh, yes so um, at that moment in time the traineeship will be for 16 to 19 year olds that's just one aspect of what I'm working on now. Uh, but we, we do work on staff workshops. We do work on staff well-being courses and uh, drop-in uh, sessions for teachers and coaches yeah. and even parents we have it for as well. So that, that will be directly with me though. Yeah. So I, I do that side of things. But uh, obviously with Evo Sports Education, they do all the business side behind, behind it all, behind the scenes, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, you do all the work and they do all the other stuff. Yeah, no comments. No comments. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we, I think we've chatted previously and we were, we were talking about kind of um, chatting about unpicking the culture of mental health for the adults in schools, particularly, yes. um, and unpicking that and, and then maybe chatting around sort of some of the how you might self-identify where you're at and and how you check in with yourself but also maybe some of the, the um coping mechanisms and mm -hmm. stuff like that so um yeah uh, and how we've just had a conversation off camera yeah. haven't we and yeah, yeah, it yeah. started going down a very interesting unusual for me on a Saturday um so from your approach what's what's your observations of of the culture in school and I'll I'll come at this slightly differently actually not all schools have got toxic cultures we, we need to make that really clear don't we and that, that within our group we've we've kind of opened our arms and said if you're in a toxic culture, come in. Yeah. Um, but I think for every school that has got that uh, that thing that makes mm. you feel like the, there's at least one other school that doesn't. So it's not the whole profession. It's not every senior leadership team. It's not every school. Of course. That would be, I, I, I think that's really important. So, but your observations, what's it like in schools? You go into schools, what are you seeing on the ground? So for me personally, again, I like the way you've, you've not stereotyped, obviously, that every school has this issue with mental health and well-being. Not every school does have it. But again, most, and this is most schools, don't have the understanding or the concept sometimes of it or an according appropriate concept and that's sometimes worse when people don't even care if you're trying to do, implement things and you implement it wrong you do you, you sometimes you're doing more damage than you are doing good so i appreciate that some of the head teachers and some of the governors 
want to do well by the school, want to do well by the community. But it needs to be a specialist. It needs to be a professional. It needs to be someone who's even experienced yeah. something that them sort of feelings, them sorts of emotions and been in that sector. So obviously for me, going into schools and mainly if I'm going into a primary school, let's say primary school, you see it all the time. These guys have got what? 10, 11 subjects teaching all day. Do they get time to be marking? Do they sometimes don't get PPE time? They sometimes, they're they're doing the marking. And I know a colleague or friend of mine actually, he does his marking at lunchtime. That's his his time. That's his time. He didn't get any other time. Don't get me wrong, that could be him just saying that mm. as well. So it's that misconception of, do you make time for yourself? Yeah. Do you go to your head teacher? Because I guarantee, if you go to speak to your head teacher or speak to your boss and go, listen, and be civil and be straight up, I'm struggling. Mm. I need a little bit of assistance here. You know, I haven't got time to mark this, that, the other. Mm. I guarantee most head teachers will probably go, okay, we'll do this, we'll try and help you here, help you out. Don't get me wrong, it's not all the time. You get some head teachers when you have a conversation with them, you just go, you're not getting through to them at all. You're not, you're all here. This is your job, crack on with it. That's it, that's it. You deal with it. And also, it's approachability, isn't it? Most head teachers need to be good leaders. Mm. And a good leader is being approachable and leading by example as well. And unfortunately, not every head teacher has got that skill. And it's such a hard skill to require, isn't it? Let's yeah, and, and the, there's a disconnect, isn't there? I mean, certainly mm. my my experience is, is secondary and because primary tel- terrifies the hell out of me, I, I, I couldn't cope with that many little people running yeah. around. And also, it I mean, secondary is intensive, but it's intensive in different ways. I just think there's, there can't be any respite for primary teachers, I, I don't think. But... In, in secondary, there's a real, the higher up the ladder people get, and I got to deputy, mm-hmm. um, and, and by the time I got to deputy, I think I was on about a 25% timetable, but I very much stayed feet on the ground, was in and out of people's classrooms, not to monitor but you know, I'd know where the troublesome groups were and I would make sure that I was around. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some, the higher up the ladder they climb, the more they retreat into their offices mm-hmm. and they might leave their door physically open, but they actually don't have an open door and they become really removed from the reality of a teacher who's teaching 25 uh, 22 out of 25 periods a week and has got all of the really difficult groups on their timetables and there's a two-week marking policy and there's this and there's that and it it just it just builds and builds and one of the I think one of being really personal to me one of the reasons why um I found myself in the position where I where I had to exit for myself was mm-hmm. because I was far too people focused. I was far too um no, I wasn't. I was right. I was people focused. I was love it. absolutely love it. Person first. Yeah. Totally agree. Whatever you need to do to get the job done, I will go out of my way to do it. Yeah. Still, 
expected high standards and all the rest of it, but the person came first because if your teacher isn't well supported, then what what do the kids get? They get they don't get what they're deserving of, um, and that didn't fit within the culture that was being built yeah. in my school. So I had to go because you know uh, that was perceived as soft or weak or whatever. Now I I don't see it as that. No, I see no. it as that way's the right way. Um, sense of frustration hearing that there's just so, like in my mind yeah and 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 to see to see people thinking when because because of systems and procedures and processes that don't add any value to to the adult or to the child is is I would have had to have gone anyway, regardless of my circumstances at the time. Yeah. I know that I would have had to have gone because I could not lead in that way that was not people, uh, person focused. Yeah. And that's the disconnect for me is that there's so many leaders seem to be coming up the system really rapidly who haven't properly cut their teeth with difficult mm -hmm. classes in difficult circumstances don't know the reality but then are making these kind of policy decisions from on high and not actually involving the staff on the ground with it of course, of course. It, that that for me was the biggest issue yeah that disconnect um so in terms of do you do you see do you see a lot of sort of um you know, I'm trying to be careful here. Um, well-being as Don't an adult, rather Don't than fall. yeah. So, do you see a lot of well-being tagged on as as you know, it, we're all going to do a yoga class or we're all going to do this? It kind of enforced well-being rather than well-being at the heart of what what the school does. I'm going to answer this carefully, carefully. Michelle. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say yes and no. I'm yeah. going to say that, but from my personal perception, it's not good enough. No. Hands down, it's not good enough. Don't, don't get me wrong. I I think it goes back to my earlier point that I think some teachers are genuinely trying and genuinely trying to do the right thing. But if, if you don't have that knowledge there and you don't have that experience, yeah. teachers are trying something or they're trying to implement something and it might not work. And that's the whole thing about mental health and well-being. Sometimes it doesn't work. So it's not going to work for every child in the class. It's And that's what they need to think of it as... It, it, it is a les lesson, it is a session, like when you're teaching a child English, maths, do all of them learn the same? No. Do all of them learn from how you deliver it the same? No. So it's exactly the same sorts of things, so you obviously have to adapt. Unfortunately, with mental health and well-being being a bit of a touchy subject sometimes, I understand there's a sense of fear, there's a sense of... Um, being scared about, oh, I can't say that, or oh, I can't do that. Oh, so it's yeah. kind of disassociating from it then, yeah. or it's kind of ticking a box and saying, oh, we've done a bit of mindfulness there, you know, of a, oh. of a, of a morning, you know, oh. of a morning at form time, you, you've done five minutes, which is great. I'm not knocking that. But in reality of everything, is it good enough? And, and, and in terms enough? of, in terms of that, that's, if, if that's, the the perspective in terms of, or the approach in terms of 
working it for kids, then it becomes even more diluted in mm -hmm. terms of the experience of trying to support the well-being of the adults in the building, doesn't course, it? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it, it, it's a domino effect, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It needs, it needs to stem from high above and it needs to go throughout the school. Yeah. Unfortunately, the people that, like yourself, you, you want to be person-centred, but you weren't at the top of the list. You weren't, it was a hierarchy. There's still a hierarchy in that sort of oh, yeah. Yeah. role, unfortunately. I, if I was a head teacher, I know yourself, if you had someone there to talk to, or even a, a teacher that come to you and asked you a simple question, oh, what about this, what about that? It's about being open-minded. Uh, well, that's a good idea, that. That's, we'll try it like this, or we'll try it like that. And that's what a good leader does, whereas some head teachers, it's, sorry, they'll come sorry. in, you know yourself, You've been in there yourself and you go into a school. I go into that many schools and I, I speak to their teacher. And when they come in, it's their way that other highway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, I think, I was talking to um, to another person from the group yesterday and, mm -hmm. and had a lot of these conversations about teachers. I think um, when they're on the path to, to poor mental health, they don't necessarily see it. Because what's happened is is it's a slow build over oh, yeah. over a long period of time, lots of Definitely. you know microaggressions or repeatedly suggesting ideas and having them knocked back, and so you start to think, well, God, is everything that I do really not a great idea? I uh, and I and I think you people they fall into different camps you either you're the one who speaks up because it comes from your heart but then you're labeled as the bolshe bugger yeah, um, yeah of course. i was that a little bit um <laughs> you're also the one who sits there and listens to it all and inside your head you're screaming no this is ridiculous what no. you won't speak up because you don't want to be labeled i was also that person as well and you end up being this multi-personality no human who the core of you the person who went into teaching for all of the right reasons is kind of so far removed from mm. the person that you've become definitely you definitely. lose your sense of self and and i think your point about lived experience is yeah. so important i definitely. i'm a time to change champion as well so i'm very okay. very vocal on on social mm -hmm. media twitter particularly about you know telling my story and yeah of course speaking out and stuff but i spoke out in school i was open with the people above Ooh. and below me about mm -hmm. how i was struggling well before i left and ultimately that was used against me yeah and that's the fear Definitely, definitely, and it and, and it hurts as well. Yeah. And and pe people, tr you try and mask it when you hurt because you think that's normality. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's normal to get knocked back. It's normal to me ideas to be uh, shunned away. Oh, it's normal to be brassed as this person that yeah. is always in trouble for speaking their mind or speaking their heart. You know, we we live in this world where we we can't say anything, but we're told we can. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but we're made to be felt as in we can't because that's the element they'll go and tell you, oh yeah, you can say this, we've got this workshop, we've got this hub that you can write on your blog and 
all this elements of stuff, which is great to have. But in reality, if you do speak out, what what's the next step? Mm. What's going to happen, really? Mm. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Or it's going to be more hassle for yourself because yeah. they're going to figure out who it was or they're going to ask to try and implement it and then they'll know it's you. Yeah. And then they'll label you as what? A troublemaker? Yeah. yeah. Or, or it's just stirred in the pot, which sometimes you see in schools, you see some teachers or you see some coaches or even support staff that aren't doing a fantastic job. And sometimes it's it's hard, hard to see that and it's and it upsets me because I go, you, you've took this job for a reason. You, at one point in your career or your life, you've decided you want to teach kids. Mm. So you've got a passion for teaching. You've got a passion for caring. You've got a passion to lead these kids to be great adults, mm. to be ready for the world educate them and then you you see them and you go where where did you where did you lose yourself on the journey what what was what was that point and that's what every teacher that feels like that that will listen now that if you feel like that at that moment think back when was that moment that you thought that's it for me that's it that's it i've lost it i've lost that passion and once you realize you you'll either go you need to part ways with it or you need to go get back on the horse and and get going again you know yeah that's interesting because um i i was talking to some friends yesterday many of whom have found different schools to go to and have rediscovered that and and now talk very positively like like i did at the start that it's not all schools Mm -hmm. it's just that environment get out of that environment you'll get your passion back and and they have and that's that's amazing to see mm-hmm. but then you have some people who are so entrenched in it and maybe overly loyal to a place that actually doesn't warrant their loyalty anymore um and they just they just sink into that brokenness and that really concerns me in terms of coming back to something i said earlier if a teacher's not well in themselves and they're not able to teach effectively because there's so many other concerns worries the the anxiety the number of people who are saying i got to the point where i considered driving my car into a tree in order to not have to go into school do you that's but then what what is going to happen to this current generation of children and the next generation of children who through no fault necessarily of, of the teachers that the, they've just some of them have lost their joy they've lost their passion they've lost that enthusiasm and so the kids aren't getting the best from them what what structural systemic damage is that going to do to a whole generation of young people well you've without been. being overly dramatic but well, you're not, you're educated. I don't think you are being dramatic. I don't think the elements of it is dramatic because in, in a nutshell, it is, we're educating the young people. These young people are going to be the future. These young people, that, and when you don't view it like that, when you're teaching them, it's sometimes that that's an issue because you need to be the best version of you in order to be teaching them the best. Yeah. Because yeah. that's how the standard should be also. There's no sense of resilience anymore. There's no sense of mental toughness or mental fitness or anything like that anymore. 
back in the day there was. And, that, and that's, again, another thing with the kids these days. They'll say, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, oh, someone's just come. I have to cut that one out now. Is there somebody at the door? Bear with me one more. Oh, well. <laughs> we'll have to cut that one out, won't we? Oh, I can yeah. we keep it. Quite funny, actually. Fine. Yeah, it's comedy moments. Normally, yeah. I, I've locked my cat out because normally my cat will walk across the screen, wave a bum in the uh, in the camera, and then climb on my shoulder and pretend she's a parrot. So, and and much of much of what I do these days involves me going, "No, get off that." Yeah, yeah. It's that's the set. He'll sit usually here, and oh, I've got like this this table here on my laptop, and he, he'll sit in front of me. But I've, I've, I've pulled it forward so he's gone. He'll come in and he'll be there. No one on my Zoom sometimes, and I leave enough space, he'll come in. Park himself <laughs> like that. And I'll go. Have you seen, just on a side note, have you seen any of, um, you know, Andrew Cotter, the, the sports commentator? Oh, yeah. Have you seen yeah. his videos with his dogs over lockdown? Uh, no, I haven't seen him. No, oh, no. They're so funny. He's done. Um, he's done commentaries of doing different things with the dogs as though he's sports commentating but he actually did a zoom meeting with the two dogs oh, did he? He? oh, oh it was so funny it was so I'll find, I'll find the link and send it to yeah you. yeah definitely have a look today it's really yeah. fun um so yeah so we're, 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 we're yeah is that so how how do you how do you how do you spot it i didn't realize my, I remember my mum, I got really offended um, mm -hmm. about eight or nine years ago. She's a daily mail reader. That has its own issues for me. Um, but, you know, we'll leave that aside. But she <laughs> sent me um, an article that the headline was, is stress making you fat? <laughs> so many levels. This is wrong, mum. Thank you. Um, but actually, the premise of the article was about cortisol and, and you know, oh, okay, yeah. and overeating and, and those sorts of things. So actually, she wasn't saying to me, you're getting fat. What she was saying was, I think you're stressed. No, but I, I didn't see it as that. And I, I railed against that. And, and I lived for a very long time on 60 70 hours a week all consuming you know come home at six cook tea read do whatever with my mm -hmm. boy put him to bed work again till midnight get up that cycle and i just normalized that that was what i needed to do to do my job because i believed it was a vocation and it was it was my calling it was i i justified it and normalized it of course yeah to the point where I I didn't see that I was stressed. I didn't see that I was suffering from anxiety. I didn't see that I was closing down a lot of the other aspects of my life that actually made me me. So how does how does somebody check in with themselves and so, learn to yeah. identify what's going on? Um, it, to be honest, it, in a nutshell, what, what you need to, to be doing in that moment of time, you've got to look within and you've got to, you've got to be 
hard on yourself and you've got to really face the fear in effect because that's all it is, isn't it? At the end of the day, you've got to face it because you're just masking all around you. You're masking it. Oh, it's okay. It's normal. This is my job. This is my calling. This is what I do. This is who I am. Well, hang on a minute. Let's rewind. It's not who you are. It's your profession. It's your career. It's a part. It's a part of who you are. Yes. And, that, and that's, that's in a nutshell. Sometimes people can't visualize something in order to see you also have a social life. You also have other things, other priorities. It's not just work and no play. Because if you don't have the elements of that and a balanced life, then you find that that's when unhappiness comes about. That's when anxiety comes about. That's why depression comes about. It's all these mashes up or mix up a, a, com a combination of things that affects us in them moments of time and sometimes what happens especially in the profession of teaching or coaching or some sort of educational setting is because it's always on the go you don't realize until you stop so once you've stopped and hit rock bottom you go oh no what your whole world comes crumbling down or it takes this one hectic moment to just go Pumph. And then it all hits you at once. The combination of the last 10 years of you doing the, the same thing, Groundhog Day, every day. Yeah. You're taking it on the chin every single day. But that's, that's what the missing link for me. It, there's no problem taking it on the chin. But it's what you put in place in order to make you feel better. So it's, it's a prime example if, if you were working all them hours. But maybe in the week you had a day off where you're focused on you, you're focused on the elements of what makes you happy, what makes you tick, what's your downtime, you know, all these sorts of things that you can implement. So it's what's the best routine and structure for yourself. As an adult, it's, it's hard for myself and, and I do, this is my job. So I'd be a hypocrite to say, oh, this, that and the other. I'm not that type of person. You have to really look within, you have to really try things and you have to face it no matter how scary it is or how much you think i can't do something you'll face it and you'll soon realize whether you can do it or you can't do you think do you think that as just adults generally the the way that i mean again this is another rabbit hole don't get me started about how society is but do you oh. think we're particularly effective at holding that mirror up to ourselves or not i think i think we're all scared sometimes i think there's times in our lives whether we're children whether we're teenagers whether we're adults that that mirror comes up like that mirror does come up and you've got to look at it one way or another you've just got to look and i think it hits us at certain stages and some for some people unfortunately it doesn't even hit you they just go on through life just plodding along, doing their thing, yeah. and don't even realise. And that's why it's so important to take a step back and stop and think. Take a breath. Think about the situation. Think about what you're doing, where you're going, and then crack on with what you think is best. Um, and if, if you don't know, that's when you communicate. Unfortunately, you're gonna. It's that there's bad people in the world. There's good people in the world, and it's the same with advice. It's the yeah. same with support. <laughs> the same with guidance. We've all had some terrible, terrible... Oh, yeah. 
yeah. advice. I was going to say uh, the S word then before. <laughs> no, no, you that's carry much, on. <laughs> I know, imagine, I was going to say it, but we've all been there. We've all been there and gone. I've oh, tried whatever that terrible advice was and it just didn't work at all. But unfortunately, that knocks you down again. Yeah. And you can't. You feel like sometimes you can't get back up. When in reality you can, it's got to be you to pick, dust yourself off and go, right, let's go again, let's start again, let's try something different. And some people go throughout their whole lives not finding a solution, not finding a coping mechanism. But at, yeah. least, at least you try it. One of, one of, one of, my, uh, one of my friends who's also a coach, I, I seem to be gravitating coaches towards me I, I feel like a, I feel like a planet that's just pulling me in all these moons at the moment yeah, um, and, and, and there's top level nerdery from you um, but I, I trained with him I went to uni with him um, and he's, he's coming on to have a chat and you mentioned okay. it before about mental toughness and mental resilience he, mm -hmm. he comes at it from um, in a business in the oh, okay. sector yeah. rather than education um, and he he always says something that his mum used to say, which was essentially, if if you can't change it, then change how you respond to it or change how you're interacting with it. So, you know, if you're in it and you can't change it, then you make a change and decide whether that's stay in it and do something different or, or do one. Definitely. Um, and 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 that's right, but that's so hard, isn't it? Particularly when you're tied into salary and a and a lifestyle and Definitely. it it's it's that fear thing again, isn't it? So Definitely. um talk to me about grief, about walking away from making so let's say somebody is brave and goes mm -hmm. Um, I was going to use the F word then. Sod it. Um, <laughs> I'm away. Um, there's a grieving process then, isn't there? And I didn't realise that I was going through grief mm. when I first, I just, I mean, I literally spent about three weeks on the sofa watching, yeah, I don't know, whatever, the housewives of whatever and eating chocolate and crisps and drinking. Watching Loose that. Women or, or is that just no, me? No, no, no. That's, that's, just, that, me. No, that, no, that's no. just me, I think. That's, that's like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, let's not go start on that. <laughs> Guilty pleasures and everything. Hey, they'll change the world then, women, I'm telling you. Oh, dear. But, but it is a grieving process, isn't it? It can be. I, I from a personal viewpoint, I, I'll tell you, obviously, two variations of my own experience in that. Sometimes if you don't think about it, you don't realise. I didn't realise, like you said, until, obviously it must have hit you straight away. Mm. But it didn't hit me until I, I went somewhere else and realised, hang on a minute, my calling isn't that. My calling was that. And I've just, I went away from it because I thought, don't know whether I thought I was better than it or whether I thought it wasn't for me, whether I didn't like the rules and regulations, whether I, it made me feel... A certain way some days some weeks and then when I went somewhere else I went the grass is green on the other side you know and it what it wouldn't it might not have been the school it might not have been in the company uh. but it was what I loved doing the um, implementing of the coaching the implementing of the teaching the educating that side of things 
even while I was doing it through uni, I was doing it through working at other places and, and doing all sorts of jobs. It hit me when I moved on from it and it went, hang on a minute, that, that's what you're amazing at. And that's what you love doing. And you've just went back. And it took my, in my head, it just went, every day I was working a new job and I was thinking, I'm just not interested yet. I'm not interested doing what I'm doing. Let's get back to this. And it, what it was for me, it was a sense of depression. Yeah, and it yeah. was, it was an element of depression that I was down, but I was going to work every day. Yeah. But I, was, I wasn't feeling me. Being very yeah. I was feeling fatigued. I was feeling down. I was, I, I wouldn't eat as much. Yeah. I was feeling weak. You know, all these things I was feeling, I was like, oh, maybe it's my diet. Yeah. Or maybe, oh, it's because I'm doing longer hours. No, it's it's because of your feelings and your emotions mm-hmm. of the previous job that you've ju- you've just missed out on, yeah. that you've just left, yeah. you know, and um, it hits people in a different way. Yeah. People are going to watch this; it's going to hit them in a different way, and that's that's sometimes a good thing and a bad thing mm-hmm. because a good thing and bad thing is that you have to find the solution yourself. Yeah, that's a good yeah. and a bad thing because sometimes there is no solution until it just hits you or until you try something and it's trial and error. And it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because when, when I came out and, and the, the first few weeks, I mean, I've, I've done a video, I've called it Recovery Physicians, and I've kind of gone through the process that I went through. So initially, um, and even in the run-up, I'd been applying for jobs doing the same thing, but just in different places. Yeah. Got a couple of interviews came away from those interviews knowing that actually I was grateful that I hadn't got got them um and then started to move away from it and then I came I came to a point probably only about eight or nine weeks after after I left where I said right that's it the education system spat me out royally um I've been rejected by it and that was the language I used in my head it's rejected Mm -hmm. me um, I'm not good enough for it, blah, blah, blah. I'm never setting foot in a school again. I'm never going to teach again. Um, and for six months, that was essentially what happened. And then I, mm. I dipped my toe into tutoring. And after my first tutoring session with a group of six kids in a church hall as part of a, a bigger thing, okay, yeah. I was like, oh, God, I actually really do love teaching the kids, and I miss that. And why why would i why would i not do that but i don't want to be in schools and then within about four weeks i ended up doing a couple of placements in schools where i'd go in for two hours tutor a kid for one-to-one and then bugger off again and and actually it was like oh well okay i've broken that i've stepped foot inside a school and i didn't spontaneously combust or or break down so that's good and you, you, I started to reconnect with something that was, that was really core to me. But I also missed the work with adults. Mm-hmm. I missed the people coming to me and asking if I've got 20 minutes and sitting and unpicking mm-hmm. the problem and then going yeah. away going, that's fantastic thank you so much you've helped Mm. so much and that realization that actually I've been a coach and a leader yeah for for 
20 odd years and that actually that that's at the core of me I'm a leader mm -hmm. but not in that very rigid you're a senior no. of a school no. I know what you mean and rediscovering that I mean I've rediscovered that because I'm being coached yeah and my coach is absolutely amazing and she challenges me and she makes me um ask myself hard questions yeah and, and that's 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 really clarified for me in the last few months who I am yeah and that education is something that I need to be doing but I can do it in so many different ways mm -hmm. um, self-awareness is so important it is so important. it is and so I think it's that thing about not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, isn't it? Without using mm. the big day that you might actually, it might not be that you need to come out of teaching, but actually you just need to find a better environment for, or a yeah. different environment for doing the thing that you love, at which point your passion for it comes back. Mm. And, and then you're back to vocation and yeah. following your passion. It's a visual visualization and realization for me as well. Have a sense of visualization. Look back at when you didn't, you don't want to teach anymore, or you don't want to coach anymore, or this sort of anxiety around the role, or depression, or just certain feelings, certain emotions, overwhelming feelings. Look back. When did that start happening? Why did that start happening? Ask yourself all these questions, like you said there. Your coach is asking you the hard, tough questions you don't want to ask yourself. Because you don't want to know the answer. No one wants to know the answer because it's tough. It's hard. And sometimes it's hard to ask yourself because you've got to really look within. You've got to really look. And it's like, you know, from an outsider's perspective point, you know yourself sometimes that you're doing stuff and you think, oh, why is that not working? Why is this? And someone will go, you don't even know or, or, or it's just seeing you do it. Go, is it that? And you'll go, Oh yeah. How do you know that? Oh yeah. And, and that's sometimes as simple when you ask someone a question or you'd ask them, you know, do you feel like this? And they'll go, yeah, I felt like that. I've done this X, Y, and Z. And you'll go, and it's a sense of relief that you go, yeah. you're not on your own. And, that, and sometimes that's a harsh thing as well. Yeah. You feel like you're alone when in reality, you, you feel lonely when you're not alone. Yes. Yeah such a strange feeling because when I say it to people, they either go, I know what you mean, or they go, what do you mean by that? You either know what I mean or you don't know what I mean. I, I think people find it difficult. I know um, being asked tough questions, being challenged yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes, I mean, part of that, in, if you've been subjected to such a sort of level of scrutiny at, at school that, yeah. that everything potentially is is you going to get in trouble um mm -hmm. but i think sometimes it's very difficult to accept that you also have some personal responsibility for the situation mm -hmm. that you're in and the way that you're feeling and it and it's not about blame so it's not mm -hmm. about blaming yourself or where you're at but actually going well okay i am where i'm at and I might have made some tough decisions along the way, or circumstances might have put me here, but I am the one who can do something about it. And I'm the only one who can do something about it. Um, Taking responsibility, isn't it? That, that's what I think you get now. And I think, yeah, but do you, do you think that people end up sort of 
stuck because the people who are closest to them don't don't challenge and challenge them that actually I mean I, I think about my husband is obviously sat and seen me be very stressed for mm-hmm. a long time and mm-hmm. he's not he's done things to try you know let's go out for the day let's do this he's, he's yeah, yeah. super supportive amazing man but actually I probably needed something more like my mom going right will you look at what you're doing and I need my nana unfortunately my nana died a few years ago and if my nana had seen this over the past two years yeah. she'd have I mean she was scouse born and bred so She'd she'd have hauled me over the coal. She'd have told me to get a give me a wobble. Um, she'd have told me to, to tell them to. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I, yeah. I needed that. I needed somebody to go. Get a grip. Yeah. Get a grip and take Definitely. responsibility for yourself. And you're a grown up. Put your big girl pants on and let's mm. do something about it. Of course, so, of course. Yeah. You're totally right there. You're totally right. It's we all have them people. We all have them people where when the going gets tough and you can't solve it yourself, you find that person, you seek them out. And it's not like you tell them straight away. You'd have a little bit of a moan or you'd have a little bit of a whinge, don't you? You don't say the get around you, it. You, you you make up like this elaborate thing in your head that it's 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 this feeling. But in reality it's just they'll tell you as simple as it is. Yeah. Me, me, me dad's the same. My dad's such a wonderful bloke. He, but he, he he's so empathetic, and he and he put he, and that's that's another key part of my mm. my work. Like, and that's why I resonate in being in being empathetic. So, I, how would you feel? How would you feel in their shoes? You know, I try and put myself in their shoes and go right. How would I feel? What would I do? What would I implement? Mm. And then let's get going. Mm. So, uh, prime example: a couple of months ago. I was doing a lot of work at home, but then I had to go in. I had to go inside. I had to go into places and have a few meetings inside. And I had a bit of anxiety about it. Wasn't ashamed. Wasn't ashamed to say it. Yeah. And say it out loud. But my attitude, my attitude, I can't do it from home. Got a bit harshy. Yeah, I got a bit. I got a bit harshy. I got a bit. Oh, 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 I got a bit. I, I'm a diva. <laughs> I did. I got a bit of to go. Well, I can do it from home, and I don't want to catch this. I don't want to do that. And I, and I got a bit like that. And I was, I told everyone. I spoke to everyone, all my friends, me, my girlfriend, everyone, and no one said anything to me. Just let me rant. And I told my dad, and he and he went, "You're scared of going back, aren't you?" And I went, "No. What do What do you mean?" And he went, "Tell me the truth." And I went. I just, I just laughed. I laughed because he hit the nail on the head yeah, and I just right to tell me and go, it's okay to be scared to go back, mm-hmm. but what you're doing now is not the right way. Yeah. You need to be putting something else in place and you yeah. need to be getting yeah. on with it because that's your job, mate. And I just went, how are you so good at this? <laughs> how, like... I just thought to myself, some people have it, some people yeah. haven't. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and going back kind of full circle to to being in an environment that is toxic, mm-hmm. that those, those people that cause the toxicity, and, and let's be honest, they're not necessarily all senior leaders. It can happen at all levels. You get yeah. cliques and 
your little groups that sit and whisper and that you know it it happens at every level but those people don't have that empathy they cannot put themselves in somebody else's shoes and I mean it it almost makes them I guess a little bit sociopathic or elements and I think sometimes it's Again, it comes down to thinking. If you don't think, then you're not going to know. It's like prime example with your husband. Sometimes when my girlfriend comes in and she's had a tough day, all she wants is a hug sometimes. All she wants is some flowers or something. But if I don't know, or I don't sense the vibes, or I don't see the aura, or sometimes it is tough. It is tough to have a bit of realisation. So I was, that's why I always emphasise the communicating. Yes. You tell me how you feel, and then I can make something work for you we can yeah. have a little yeah. bit of impact yeah because we're and, not psychic um, are yeah. we <laughs> no we're not we're not and that's the hard thing about it and that's why i think with mental health issues and well-being sort of issues it, it, you have to hit rock bottom sometimes because it's a build-up as you said it's a build-up 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 and then you just go crumble down and then it, you have to talk to someone because there's what's what's the other option and we, we've both been there on the floor where you go there's only two options straight down again or is it back I mean I, I I hit the point twice where I was utterly convinced and it was fleeting mm. but I was utterly convinced that the only the only thing that would make life better for the people around me not for me was to not be here and <laughs> and that but that scared and I will use with that did scare the shit out of me yes. and I then reached out I I did it in a really roundabout way the first time I kind of, of did this sort of is it possible that something that I'm doing might make me experience this at which point yes. somebody who 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 knew went uh your office now ring your doctors you need to go and see them straight away because that mm-hmm. is not. I, I was, um, without being too graphic about it, I was having lucid daydreams of okay. sitting in my office mm-hmm. and hurting myself in my office yeah. so that the people who were making me feel that way would find me. Now, that's not normal. I, you know what? I'm going to disagree with you there. Oh, really? I'm going to say, I'm going to disagree with you. I think normalising them feelings, it is okay mm-hmm. at that time. You know, that's how you felt. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what annoys, annoys me in the whole setting of that because someone has made you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Whether they know it or not is a different story, but someone's made you feel in that certain way and feel that sort of emotion. Mm-hmm. That is normal to feel that way. And I'll just go, obviously, without being graphic myself, in my circumstance, I felt, like I said I said earlier, about feeling alone when I, I wasn't even lonely. I was surrounded by <clears throat> the best people, the best support network. And that's, I think, what confused me even more. I was like, I was trying to, I was trying to fight it. I was trying to go, you've, you've got an amazing family. You've got an amazing person that loves you so much you you've got you've got the dog you've got this you've got a career you don't you know you're going places but I still felt this overwhelming feeling of 
depression. Uh, and it was depression. And when I went to see someone about it, because I, I needed I needed an outlet, no one was fixing me, no one, and that's what the thought process, I need to be fixed, I need to be this, I need uh, to It wasn't about being fixed. It wasn't about curing anything. It was about putting something in place that was positive. Because I'm there, that's me. It's, it's going to be a part of my life forever. Yes. And that's, the sooner you realise that and put things in place, positive coping mechanisms in place, the better. So I got to a point where I was talking to the GP and she gave me the option, two options. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, you probably know the options. First of all, prescribe me some happy pills, I'm going to call them. Yeah. Because that's what they are. Yeah. The second was, go on a waiting list. For bang on 18 months and I sat there and I went and she went what would you like what would you prefer and I went I'd probably prefer to talk to someone to be honest but if it's an 18 months I need to talk to someone now and she went oh uh, well we've got this and uh, and just gave me a list of certain external companies and I just thought and it was it was like an instant and it just was like a light switch and I thought it's only you gonna get out out of this mate it's you you can do it. And it, that, that, it's like like we said earlier, sometimes you've got to hit rock bottom yeah. Yeah. to climb yourself back up. And that's what it did. At that moment there, and I thought, you don't give a shit. Mm. And the society that we're in doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And unfortunately, we live in that whole cycle yeah. of people are trying to tick boxes. People are trying to help. I understand that people are trying to help. But if you haven't got the knowledge, you haven't got the experience, you haven't got the capacity yeah. to help someone or support someone and give them guidance, then there's no point. No. It's got to no. be you. No. And it's that thing, isn't it? I think of it, I, I reflect on it now as kind of um, looking down a dark well and actually okay. um, looking down the dark well, I couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. When I hit the bottom of that well and I'm flat on my back and I'm looking up, I could see light. I see. I could see a way out. And and that's that's kind of with the benefit of reflection. That that's yeah. how I visualise it now in my head. But um yeah, it's it is it is hard. I mean I'm 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 on low dose happy pills and I I wanna mm. come off them. Yeah. Um but I am on like super low dose, so I, I'm actually not convinced that they're doing anything at all for me anyway. Don't, um, don't worry, don't worry about obviously justifying yourself. And I think no. we, we find ourselves, I do it uh, sometimes because it's a, uh, you know, say if I'm writing something, if I'm teaching or I'm coaching or something, and I'll, I'll spell something, I'll go, oh, I'm dyslexic by the way. And I'll go, why does that you need to say that? Why, why do you need to, you don't need to explain yourself. You've got, oh, it's a spelling mistake. But because, there's a stigmatization yeah. Yeah. attached to it. It makes you feel like you've got to justify, and it's, that's another tough thing, isn't it? With with, with stigmatization, like we're made to feel, yeah. Even though no one's saying anything, we're made to feel it's it's this. When in reality, it's all okay. It's interesting because okay. uh, I, I was messaging someone. Uh, well, I was messaging Sharon last night and mm-hmm. about something. Um, and she won't mind me saying that normally when Sharon and I are messaging, um, I, I, I know Sharon's level of messaging back. It, it's usually quite deep and thoughtful. Um, and I was getting these really short messages back. And I was I like, 
ever because I'd asked a question um, that potentially I felt could have been quite contentious. So we had this little back and forth, and then I was like, "Have I offended you in some way? Do you know that parrot, that voice was like, yeah. you've upset her." <laughs> and um, oh, no. she then sent me a picture of, of the fact that, I mean, it was about 11 o'clock at night and she was cooking shepherd's pie. She still hasn't explained to me why she was, but she sent me pictures of her kitchen. Like, okay. this is what I'm doing. Um, and then this morning she said to me, if you offend me, you will know you've offended me because I will say to you, you've offended me. And so stop with that. Yeah. Just stop with it. Yeah. Um, but it is it's that sometimes those little voices, even though you think you've got them sort of in their own boxes, sometimes they just they just manifest a little bit, don't they? I think we're like that. Like that's why I think we get we get on. I think we're like it's not an element of being straightforward, it's an element of being inquisitive, isn't it? Really? Mm. You're like that you don't want to hear that voice. So you wanna get that voice out out there, don't you? You go, I've done something, I've done this, I've done that. and it, you work yourself up until you say it. And mm. figure out what it is. Mm. I, I can tell you all that I'm like that as well. Mm. I'm exactly yeah, like that. It's, it's funny, isn't it? So, what would your um? Because um, believe it or not, we've been talking for well over an hour. I don't even know how that has happened. Um, time flies. What would be flies. your kind of top top five takeaways for for teachers? What what can they be doing? So for me, I would say. One, nature, your resilience. Make sure your, your resilience is on point. If you have to go through something tough, do it. If you have to face your fear, do it. Feel that fear and, and just do it anyway. Mm. Especially if you, you can see a goal in sight. So step, it doesn't go to step A or, mm. or mm. 1 to 10, does it? It doesn't go to 1 to 10. It goes yeah. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yeah. And it doesn't have to go that way it could go up and odds or evens couldn't it so it, it, it's it's that stepping process build on that resilience say so two i like to brand this, address the stress you know address it face it again it's an element of the resilience part uh, if, you, if you're not highlighting where you're stressed and how you're getting stressed uh, you're never going to get a solution you're never going to have a coping mechanism in place uh, and it's not just having any sort of coping mechanism. It's all right if it is a negative one at the time, because we all have. We all. Some days we come in and I'll have I'll have some chocolate. I'll have a big hello fridge. Chocolate. Yeah, there you go. I've had a bad day. I'll hold my hand up. We all do that. That's okay. <laughs> but doing it every single night as you come in stressed is not good for you. Yeah. And that's that's the cycle you need to get out of if you are in that cycle. Yeah. Say so three. Engage in that self-care. Look after you. You, it, It's you that are teaching these kids. It is you that are teaching them to be the best adults they can be. And have a bit of pride and passion about that. I know it's tough at times, but if you're being a bit selfish with you, the best version of you will ooze out into them and they'll feel that. They see the aura. Happiness is the best drug ever ever so if they see you happy when you're teaching and you're you're just having a good time in your role obviously seriousness teaching education yeah. but at the end of the day that's what kids resonate with if it's a little bit of fun yeah. it's a little yeah. bit uh, well it's and it's energetic and it's, yeah, and it's passionate and exactly. i mean i i know one of my friends is 
is the the strictest, most regimented teacher I know, but she is so bloody full of energy. She's like Tigger on speed. I see. And she does she does everything mm -hmm. like that. I mean, bang, she bang, exhausted bang. me when I used mm. to work with her. <laughs> um, but the kids loved her because they always they always left that room energized they always knew yeah. that that she was like that because she just wanted the best yeah, yeah. yeah that's it and they loved the they loved the kind of military strictness that that was done with it was done with a gentle touch it was exactly. done with, with heart yeah. empathy yeah passion yeah yeah or compassion it, it, and that's what it is. If you love your job, that, that will ooze out. And unfortunately, that's some of the teachers have fell out of love and fell out of touch with who they are as well. Because don't forget, you're, you're the one that chose to be a teacher. You're the one that cho chose to be a coach in the educational system. Yeah. Think back why. Yeah. So I'd say four, I'd say support each other. Yeah. Build that support network. You know, like you, you felt alone. You felt no one had your back. When in reality, if you probably asked around or, you know, just pitched a little few little mm -hmm. bits and bobs there, you probably would have found, oh, yeah, I think that. Mm -hmm. I felt the same. And it, it, makes, it makes you feel empowered. Then you go, you're not alone. Yeah. Someone else feels something that you're feeling. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't always <laughs> work the way you want to work. You, you get a lot of snakes and a lot of rats in there, yeah. a lot of workplaces, and that's not just the educational system. Yeah. Uh, I'd say in five, I'd say probably one of the main ones in this in this job because it is hectic, it is intense, it is long hours. I'd say look for signs of burnout. Mm. And don't be afraid, don't be scared to seek help. Mm. You know, people think going, I need help is a weakness. Mm. We're all guilty of it. Mm. I do it sometimes. And sometimes I've got to snap myself out of it and go, it is a strength. You're asking to better yourself. You're asking to learn. You're asking to be a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'd say they're, they're the five elements, key elements that I would and, say. And so I know I know what I would now ask as a um, stroppy bullshit bugger is, okay, look out for the signs of burnout. How? What are the signs of burnout? How do I know that I'm burnt out? So basically, like, do you, do you drag yourself to work? Do you, do you find yourself getting up and going, <sighs> Well, you, you're debating whether you should be even going to work. Oh. So tell them to that. Do you feel quite cynical? Do you feel quite irritated for no reason, no apparent reason whatsoever when you get up or while you're in school or while you're in the staff room? Um, do you get impatient quite quickly, You're quite snappy lately? Uh, have you lost fulfillment in your career? You know, that sense of passion, that sense of joy, that sense of enthusiasm like your friends got. You have a low energy all the time. Like I said, that's mm. what I had. I had, I, not that I wasn't passionate or compassionate in, in my workplace. I just had low, I, I felt down. Mm. felt like I, I couldn't really just get out of second gear. And sometimes that'll happen. Sleep, diet, nutrition. If they're getting affected, you're not being able to sleep well. You find yourself picking out, big, picking out when you didn't even used to. You find yourself get drinking a lot more as well. That's another element of things to mask yeah, how you're yeah, feeling, to help you sleep. You know, there's any other physical symptoms as well, like stress can bring on a lot of other symptoms, like headaches and stomach ulcers yeah. and 
all them sorts of problems, like people don't realize it's stress is such a knock on effect with your physical capability yeah. as well. Yeah. That's why it's good to address. Fundamentally, isn't it? It's nervous yeah. system and, and you go back to adrenaline and cortisol constantly around your yeah. system and it, it affects you. Yeah. 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 That's it. You're right. Totally right. right. I know. I, 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 I um, I've been teaching kids in the last few weeks about the nervous system and, and stuff and yeah. going, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, I know all of this stuff, but why have I not read? Ah. I, know, I know. Anyway. You have to recap sometimes, don't yeah. you, to kind of get, go, oh, yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get a question, you get a question, don't you? And you'll have to wing the answer, like what you think, and you go, God, job, that was right, wasn't it? You yeah. know, the elements of that sometimes where, you know, life. You, you've 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 got to on the spot answer the question that you think make you know. It, the you make it. Yeah, that's it. I know. That's it. Yeah, sometimes it is like that because you're the role model, you're the teacher, you're the educator. You need yeah. to know what you're doing, and if you don't, yeah, I had to stop phrase. If I mean, it wasn't it wasn't often that kids asked me questions that I didn't mm. know the answer to, but my stock phrase was. Do you know that's really interesting? I'm not sure, but let's see who oh. finds out quicker. <laughs> see, I didn't do that. I always had the answer, <laughs> whether no. it was right or wrong. The base, the base. No, you see, because I worked, I worked with kids who would come back to you two days later and go, "You know, when you said that, well, you yeah. were wrong." And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't be doing with being wrong. So yeah, it would, it would be challenge accepted. Let's see who can come back and, and I tell you what, the number of kids who used to come to me while I was on duty or walking on the corridor and go oh miss miss this is the answer to that yeah, question yeah. i'd be like and i'd have forgotten about it and yeah like, oh yeah well done that's yeah. what i found out too yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well luckily in my role it's a very gray area anyway so it's the, i thought there's no right or wrong answer there's just what perception or individuals think and you know what i mean and we like that because that that is the truth as well with, with obviously what i do yeah so yeah. it's great. I, I like when the kids are I like that. Like, I want them to talk out. I want them to cha challenge me. I want them to say, well, what about this? Or what about that? I, I felt like this. Or I felt like that. That's that's what we need. We need to communicate because my feelings are not the same as yours. But that's what we need that's adults awesome. to be. We need adults to get back 100%. to that childlike, inquisitive, there is no wrong you know it, it, mm. I just want to explore how I'm feeling I think young people are so much better I, I know they manifest it in different ways but yeah. they, they haven't lost that inner inquisitor who wants mm -hmm. to find out of course and, but by the time we've hit adulthood we've we've kind of built loads of walls around that yeah, yeah. so to want to learn it when you're an adult like yeah. bad I wouldn't even say bad habits. I would just say your personality traits and what you steer towards. It is tough mm -hmm. to unlearn it and manipulate it and change it. I know we change over time. Excuse me, but we change over time, not through thinking about it. We just change. You know, we adapt. We do certain things. But when you have to think about changing something, it's, it's, it's just yeah. a million times harder. A million times harder. Amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like I could just sit here and talk all afternoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can tell I, you can tell with me as well. I'm ready to yeah. rumble.
yeah, I love it. I love it. We'll have to do coffee when we're allowed to um, to, yeah. to do in real life. Um, we'll have to do uh, coffee and, and a healthy snack. Of course, yeah, uh, a healthy snack. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece of cake. That's healthy. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, I love that. We're we're pitching a healthy snack. Yeah, yeah. But what we'll do? We'll take a picture of it and put it on. Yeah, when we have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like does, does lemon drizzle cake count yeah. as healthy? That's it. That's it. It's a protein flapjack. I'm having. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> walk, walk, talk. Oh my god. <laughs> we we are all hypocrites, aren't we? Let's be honest. We're yeah. all hypocrites. We can't help ourselves. Yeah. But um, yeah. Will any of the teachers want to get in touch with me uh, via LinkedIn? Just just give me a connect with me and just have a little chat and let me know if I can help you in any way and we can offer a free consultation as well. So Fab. I'm here to help. What I'll do, I'll stick your LinkedIn um, link yeah, course, yeah. the video on the group. Um, yeah, great. And, you know, let people know that, well, obviously they know because you've just said it and it's on a video and I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not. <laughs> You know, you know, oh you know. God, I'd be I'd be a terrible chat show host. You really want to. You're good. The only problem is we want to carry it on. That's the only issue. I know. I know. Well, have... well, maybe maybe this becomes a series. Sarah and Sam chat shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the title. Yeah. Would it be SS? No, it wouldn't be SSS. Well, that maybe sounds like we're a military. Maybe we should do this on LinkedIn. Maybe we should have a weekly thing on LinkedIn where you and I chat shit. Oh, oh should we have a topic? What do you think? Yeah. Or we just chat. Or we just go right. Yeah, let's let's no, a bowl. We'll have a bowl and we'll put it. No, that's a bit dodgy. That that's, that's a bit seventy swingers. <laughs> we'll know about that. We'll know about that. We're trying to keep a PG circle. <laughs> this better be getting cut. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's, an, out, there's an outtakes reel to be yeah, had here. Yeah. And, we'll probably get more views on the outtakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you enjoyed our outtakes, now go and watch the series. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. Mm. But that's actually a really good... Maybe we should do a podcast or something. I thought you were thinking about doing a podcast anyway. I am. I've, I've got myself... Um, you know me, I've got things in, in pies all over the place. So, oh, um, yes. I've oh, yeah. got um, I've got a photography business and um, I've pivoted that in the last two weeks because it was mm -hmm. predominantly weddings based and the wedding yeah. industry has just imploded. Um, but the the my passion stuff with the photography has always been about shooting like creatives and, and musicians oh, cool. and gigs and that sort of stuff. I see. So I've rebranded and. You know, um, but somebody who's got a recording studio in Manchester has got in touch with me via Twitter and is like, you know, can we do some sort of collaboration, mm. this, that and the other. So I'm thinking, cool. OK, I can do some brand photo photos for you and you can help me do podcasting. Um, yes. But he's actually got he's got. Um, oh, my God, an online course. It's like a three hour webinar. He's doing it via Eventbrite for free. Um, oh, on August the 3rd so I've signed up for that it's kind of it's kind of podcasting basics and oh, right. so that's that's now um in two or three weeks time I'm thinking right let's go yeah. so maybe, it, maybe it's me and you kids 
Oh, yes. I'm re- you know me, I'm ready to run. I could <laughs> chat all day. If we were getting paid, it would just be ideal. Oh, no. I'd be in my element if I was getting paid <laughs> for all of this. <laughs> just chatting, chatting shit all day, you know. Yeah. But that, hey, we, we'll change the world anyway, won't we? It's not yeah. like it's irrelevant shit. Ooh, depends. Depends what your perception is. The people who like it, build it and they will come. Ah, uh, that's it. I like that. I like that. So true. Good. Yeah. Might be shouting out into the dark for a while, but people will hear it eventually. They will come. Yeah, definitely. Or we'll make them hear it. Yeah. It sounds a bit forceful, I've done it. Cut that one out. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to come across as forceful. Yeah. Resilience, that's what I want to come across as. It's not forceful. Too much, innit? Too much. Too much. Oh dear. Right. On that note, I am going to go yeah. and get myself another cup of tea. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I, I've feel, enjoyed like, I feel like I found a new best friend. Best friend. Yes, definitely. I think we're getting on like a house on fire. And yeah. I think we knew that straight away, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had your hair done, by the way? Yeah. Can you see the purple and the, oh, the, and the red? Got a good eye. Well spotted. Nice. Nice, that's lovely. Yeah, well, I can now, because I don't work in a school and I don't have a ridiculous clothing policy and and personal appearance policy that says you can't have unnatural hair colours and you can't wear shoes that have got over four-inch heels and you can't wear shoes that do this. And I've got... I've got a collection of them, the most ridiculous shoes, like purple velvet boots and sparkly Doc Martins and all the rest of it. And I worked under a head who valued individuality. And then I worked under a head who didn't. And the shoes collected mm-hmm. dust for a while. And, and that was me. The kids were like, oh, I love your shoes, miss. And I mean, even to the point where I had a pair of big Doc Martens that were like knee length ones, embroidered with roses all the way up the side. They are my pride and joy. And I wore them under trousers. So you couldn't, they just looked like a pair of black shoes. Somebody found out that they were embroidered Doc Martens and I wasn't allowed to wear those anymore. You don't understand. One year. The gone mad. One year, I dressed up as Spider-Man uh, for, for Halloween with the kids, and it was just, I'd do certain things like that, but I wouldn't tell her teacher. I'd just come in and do it, because sometimes, like, it felt to me that I had to be me. I had to be me, and the kid, and I think if the kids love you, mm. you've done your job already, haven't you? you yeah, know? So yeah. every time I come in, like, as a different person for Halloween, you know, and, the, and it'd be top class, because I thought... No, we're here for having a laugh, aren't we? We're here for this. We've had more companies this year. Yeah, that's what it'd be like. Yeah, that's what it'd be like. That's what it'd be like. And it was great. Because it'd be, I'd have to think as well. I'd go, oh, are you going to enjoy this? Or I'd be, I'd be debating what I was, you know, the Mad Hatter or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Be, you know, it was great. Like, just elements of it was absolutely fantastic. What's life without fun? Oh, that's it. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'll, I'll leave you now before I uh, carry on chatting for about an hour. Yeah, look, I've got no tea. I need tea. My my tea level levels are is dropping. So I know. right, I will. I'll grab you. I'll grab your link from LinkedIn when I've edited it and posted mm. it. Yeah. Um, I'll send you a link to it privately, and then if you want to throw it in other channels that yeah. you use, then by all means do so. Cool. Um, 
because you know world domination is is in our future young man no it's not like pinky in the brain remember that world domination <laughs> uh, uh, i guess i guess i'm pinky then is it yeah uh, your your brain <laughs> at least it's not Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh, and Hardy. Oh, God. Oh, no, no. Let's not think about comedy double acts because that, that no. way it's a slippery slope. I know, yeah. We'll, we'll, lo we'll lose this, the value of it then, won't we? What we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be an outtakes video, I think. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. We'll keep that just for us. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Right, I will speak to you soon. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'll catch up All with right. you later. Take Stay lovely, care. thank you. See ya. Yeah. Bye.